0: Ooh, yes! Welcome to Enter the Zeitgeist Podcast Episode 12 with Alex Pickett. We now have a new cool layout for our stream. Uh, Very minimal still. Um, But I'm pretty pumped about it. Oh, you can't hear Alex? You can't hear Pop. Oh my gosh. We're going to have to restart the stream! We're going to have to redo everything! Okay. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Do you see the sample goal, or do you see Be Our Friend on the stream?
1: I see sample goal. What the
0: fuck? I'm banned from Twitch. Welcome to the show, Alex. You're Intro the Zeitgeist Episode 12. I'm going to rename the episode right now, because apparently it didn't save my rename because I'm bad at streaming. Uh, you can just overwrite Chris's episode, you know. <laughs>
1: but I'm happy to be here.
0: Yeah. So Alex is great friend, EMT. He was talking about um, COVID in nursing homes. And then I responded, you already had COVID before. Uh, this is an awkward way to start the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> but okay. So, but yeah, Alex. So you said you thought you've almost had it and uh, you quarantined a few times, right?
1: There were a couple of times like before my company had, especially in the beginning where we didn't have as stringent like body uh, protection for COVID. And uh, I don't know if it was just like stress or allergies, but I I felt like kind of sick the next day. And, you know, paranoia gets to you. But and that was also back in the day before rapid COVID test where I had to like wait sometimes a a week for results. I'm like, well, I just have to quarantine until then.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it, it makes sense as well, because just like the, uh, oh my gosh, Paula, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm but, adjusting things subtly, but now but, it's, it's very obvious. Uh, <laughs> the, oh yeah, but like, in those days, like, COVID was, um, like, the first two months of the pandemic, no one even knew what was going on. Everyone panicked and bought toilet paper, and they thought that they were going to die of hunger, or be shot going to the grocery store, because you they got the last, like, package of TP. <laughs> um... I feel like it makes sense to be, like, extra careful earlier on. Well,
1: well, kind of unrelated, but pretty related. I had a surreal experience, so... Just just a few moments ago, I, I messed up my sleep schedule recently. I don't know how, because I work night shift, but somehow my sleep's like, oh, you need to go to bed at 8 and wake up at 3 a.m. So I went to the store to get an energy drink, and I pulled up on my mask, and it ripped. So I'm like, well, either I can, like, go on the podcast groggy and go to sleep, or I can, you know, just <laughs> pretend pretend I'm in East Tennessee and pretend I'm back it's not ripped. I, 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 I could just walk, walk in there and confidence-trick it, and, you know, the cashier's not wearing a mask anyway, but the people in line were. And that's the first time I've been in a store without a mask in over a year. <laughs> yeah, you and just
2: like, go in and you're like, yeah, I'm a Republican, what of it? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, not how it was.
1: Like I felt so bad, just like looking around, like oh, it's okay. I won't look at you. I can't spread germs to you. That's just pull. I have my vaccine record in my wallet. Just like pull it out and show it to people. Like it's okay.
0: Here's my badge. Yeah, it's really weird because in Denver, that's the exact same way. Like you, like it's like you better be wearing a mask, sir. Which I'm glad. Good thing. But when I went to that, uh, when I went to Georgia for a few days, I was like the only person in Saint Simon, Georgia, that was wearing a mask. Period. Like, I'd go into sandwich shops, not a single mask to be seen. On the staff, on the customers, nothing. Like, no one comes in with a mask and orders and can go sits down and eat. They just walk in maskless. Very different. And I feel like it would be more like, I feel like that, is that not not the case in Tennessee right now?
1: I mean, it depends. Like, in a place like Oak Ridge, yeah, but like... When I'm on the job in Knoxville in my uniform and a mask, pretty much the only other people in the store wearing a mask are the employees most of the time.
0: Yeah. So how how has uh, being an EMT been during COVID? Less calls, more calls? I guess probably at this point it's normalized. Well,
1: yes and no, because... Well, first of all, I should clarify. I don't work for an emergency service because I would, but it pays less. Like, so why would I, you know... So, our appointments consist, but well, before COVID, and still today, consist of doctor's appointments, dialysis appointments, and uh, discharges from hospitals to residences. So, doctor's appointments pretty much went away, and that's a good chunk of the business. So, and COVID calls didn't add that much, so for so far a while it slowed down, and my bosses were just, like, calling people in, in before their shifts ended, like, yo, you need to clock out. But now, it's picked up again, and a lot of people have left, so it can, it can be really hectic. Though I'm on nights, so it's not as bad.
0: Yeah, but then you're like, I know that we're always playing Discord stuff, and you're like, I have, I, I'm i sorry, I can't play. <laughs> I'm at work.
1: Yeah, I mean, working nights has an advantage. is like, I get a $3 shift differential, and
0: oh, that's I, don't run as,
1: yeah, I don't run as many calls as I did on days, but at the same time, it's hard doing normal people stuff. Like I got in a car crash a few weeks ago and I'm like, well I have to get up at no- I have to force myself to get up at normal people hours so I can deal with all this shit with insurance I guess that's true in getting a new car.
0: But you also have um, if you never need to do stuff you don't have to like you don't have to ask off work to go do like stuff during regular business hours. Like if I wanna go true, yeah. if I wanna to go to get a doctor's appointment I have to take off work to go to the doctor. Um Usually. Or, like, the dentist.
1: Yeah. Recently, one of the past few days, my boss is, like, trying to redo the schedules for the whole company, and one of the shifts that's on there is, uh, you work seven days straight for 12 hours, then you have seven days off. I'm like... I can see the perks and disadvantages to that, but, like... Maybe if I worked an office job, I could do that, but with my job, it's like, no, I come home exhausted from a shift. I I need at least, like... I can't work more than like three or four shifts in a row, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, that seems like a lot to do.
1: Especially since the shifts are 12 hours long. Well, now they're going to be 14.
2: It would take like four days just to recover from those seven days of work. You really only get like three days off, if that, to just recover your body.
1: Yeah. And it's not like I'm getting more overtime, do it? Because they split the seven days up in the middle of the pay period. So it's not like you're getting more overtime either.
0: Oh yeah, that's unfortunate. Like, my job, I've been working a lot of overtime lately. Like, in the past two weeks, I think I've gotten like 30 hours of overtime. Um, kind of unfortunate because I worked on Saturday and Sunday at least a little bit. Um, You're going to take that from Chris, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. What to, is he saying? For all those who are participating in the chat, uh, uh, probably I, I, don't and you, Chris. I don't see
1: any money next to that comment. Friends so of the show, thank you for.
0: Uh, <laughs> Thank you for commenting. Look, we we're, we're not money grubbers over here. We'll answer whoever decides oh, yeah. to talk to us. <laughs> um, but but uh how how is how is
2: people's thinking like evolved over time? Is it just like the same constant like level of denial when it comes to COVID or is it like some adjustment has occurred as it's gone on?
1: So, I work a fellow EMT. you think they're medical professionals. It's, they're trained, right? But like The republican brainwashing that goes into tennessee is the next level like there's a paramedic that works with us and she's an anti-vaxxer i'm like you figure those things to be incompatible but they're not and there's and there's other people who are like yeah i'll wear my mask for my job but you know i I don't believe in it outside of that it's still a liberal
2: conspiracy it's only not a liberal conspiracy if your boss is telling you to do it like (laughs) oh man people still don't see the
1: irony of it they're like uh masks are anti-freedom but like before covid if you like tried wearing a mask in some places they'd be like take that off
0: yeah it's like a
1: privacy issue you know
0: yeah that's it's interesting because there's like i was actually watching some like random video and someone was getting robbed and like you knew you were getting robbed as soon as someone walked in the door because they would be wearing a mask and now it's just like standard operating day-to-day procedure um because if the People are supposed to be wearing masks. I think it's kind of good, though, for like privacy
2: things. Like there's so much stuff about like facial recognition and stuff like that. Like you would think that a lot of like the libertarian like privacy advocate people would be like, you know what? It's actually kind of good that wearing masks is normalized because then uh, you don't have all like the stuff that could potentially
0: track you. But no, doesn't seem to be the case. I don't know if I'm really care about the privacy aspect for at least for my life. Like I don't really think that anything's gonna come of like going into like a gas station. But I mean maybe I, I can see where that might be like useful for some situations. But I definitely think that if I'm going to, I might continue to wear it in the store when I go grocery shopping. Even well, for, just I, just I usually clean. consider
2: it to be important when it comes to things like protests. Hold uh, on a second.
0: Yeah. Uh Pablo's having some uh life difficulties but uh the uh i don't know is it
1: life or dog difficulties. probably the
0: dog but uh yeah. yeah wearing a mask in um the grocery store i feel like hey i haven't gotten sick at all like zero times this entire pandemic which normally i would get like a sinus infection like two or three times a year or maybe i'd catch like the common cold but i've, ca- I've caught exactly <laughs> zero things your doorknobs do not work, Pablo. They don't. <laughs> um,
1: I, I really haven't. I mean, I used to get sick so much in high school, and it re- made me realize what just a germ factory it was. After I left high school, I, like I got sick maybe once or twice a year, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean that's definitely true. I would always feel kind of sick if I ever like had to get near like the ground on the high school or something. It's just kind of gross. It has. It was only cleaned a little bit, but. <laughs> I mean, the same comes here
1: to get near the ground in high school
0: <laughs> I did a lot of dumb stuff um, but uh the I would also say I'll probably keep wearing them on planes even though it is really uncomfortable to wear a mask longer than like I have not three fly, hours flown since covid how, how is it so the first I flew like earlier in covid one time I forget I forget exactly where I was going but um That time it was, like, very, like, they spaced me out. I was on, like, Delta. I don't think they space anyone out anymore. But I had, like, this entire row to myself, basically. And um, it was a small plane, but it was pretty much the same, except for everyone had to wear a mask. Um, But this was, like, in October. Maybe it was... Did
2: anyone try to resist the tyranny?
0: uh, I don't... People were doing that. No one really on my plane. Actually, no. Just kidding. There was a guy. Um, he was wearing a bandana, which clearly they don't. Those don't cover the bottom of your face, and like they're very thin material, so they don't really stop germs. So they're not approved by like the um, governing bodies. I forget what they're called for the airlines, um, or I don't think the CDC recommends them either. But because of that, the flight attendant was like, "Hey, here's the... Real medical mask. Please put it on. And he was like, I'm wearing this. This works. And she's like, sorry, sir. You just got to put it on. Please just do it. And then he <laughs> didn't put it on for like another three minutes. And then she came back and he's like, you have to put that on right the fuck now. <laughs> and he's <then> he like, <laughs> he put it on underneath his other mask. He like wrapped his bandana uh, around it and then like put it on so he could feel cool about himself, I guess. Oh my God. the
1: i've had it happen to me at a hospital before where i walked in wearing an n95 so better than a surgical mask and the hospital staff is, is are like uh you need to put this uh surgical mask on over that and i'm like really I'm like, no, okay just but looks like, like ridiculous, mean, you, but i'll do it i don't think it really matters
0: i i will say it does it does make sense i in some ways like the bandana is probably more comfortable than like the surgical mask that i feel like the surgical mask digs into the back of my ears but it just doesn't protect against things. It's not a thing. I have a life hack for it, though. You can
2: connect it to, like, the back of your ponytail if you grow one out. <sighs> so then it doesn't put any pressure on your ears. You just tie so, it around me, there. For
1: me, the main problem is just fogging up my glasses. Like, I, I, I've had it happen where I'm, like, I just have to take off my glasses when I'm doing some real patient because I can't see what's going on. Because sometimes it happens, but yeah, it's just, like, getting the nose bridge right, I guess.
2: Oh Have yeah. you uh, tried the soap trick? If you get like a little thin film of soap like behind uh your glasses that prevents them from fogging up i would use that uh when i would work at restaurants and go in and out of the freezer
1: okay
0: yeah i've heard that works for people who like wear goggles and stuff or masks um like if you're if you're like swimming and you don't want your goggles to fog up with swimming you can also use the soap
1: i have had some people take masking a little too far though like my partner and i were picking up a a psychiatric patient from the senior ward like they have a, a most host, well at a good percentage of hospitals they have a senior behavioral center for like either like schizophrenic or really demented old patients and we tried putting a mask on him of course he ripped it off so we're taking him out of the front of the hospital and of course it's not any any like medical professional that works there it's a lady in a pants suit stops us and says um he needs a mask and we tried saying, uh, well, he's a psychiatric patient. We tried putting one on, he ripped it off. And then without a beat, this Karen just looks at us and goes, well, he needs a mask. And a thousand thoughts raced through my head of what I'd say. I'm just like, okay, uh, thank you, ma'am. And we just walked on away.
0: <laughs> Interesting. I, I feel like that's a... I mean, obviously, you want to try as hard as you can in those scenarios. But that's one of the scenarios that you just kind of have to accept that this is how life is going to be. Like... You can't play by the rules every time without deviation in a world yeah, that's just, like, our world's not perfect, you know?
2: Yeah, that's when you have to rely on everybody around that person being safe so that they don't get it. Like, for example, my mom, uh, she was training to become, uh, to become, like, a psychiatric nurse practitioner, right? And so she would work, uh, like, as a uh, resident nurse or, or something like that uh and she would take care of like these patients like one lady had a stroke and she was, so she's kind of like stuck in the mind of like a, a like younger like person like an infant but she's like in an adult body and so she could not really keep the mask on her face uh or just didn't understand um and so she got covid uh, my mom was like working around this person for just like a little, like a little bit, and so my mom had to quarantine because potentially, like, she could have gotten, gotten it from them. Uh, and I was like, I'm, I'm not really pissed at that person because you can't really put the blame on them. I'm pissed at the people around that person that, like, that they had the agency and things like that like I don't blame anybody for getting like COVID at their job that they have to be at to pay the bills but when I see people outside who like have their parents pay for college they don't have to work they're just like at at home every day they have their parents pay their rent and so on and they're going out just like living it up partying they have all the means to to be responsible and they still don't do it I'm I'm pissed at those people
1: so kind of related that a really scummy thing my company did related COVID is Back in March, when they didn't know how serious that would be, our, our, uh, our Vice President of Operations, who works at the same building, as pulled everyone who was on shift that day for a little, like, family get meeting in the company lounge, and he's like, Well, uh, I know you're all worried about burning for your sick and vacation time on COVID, but, uh, I've talked to the CEO and, uh, don't worry about it, uh, you, we don't have to go on workman's comp or anything, we'll just pay for your two-week quarantine, and towards the beginning uh th- they were and they were paying for two quarantine but that was just a verbal agreement we didn't get that in writing towards uh, october october so because this was in march when he said this uh people started to get covid and uh that agreement was just kind of out the window people would just burn for their second vacation time and be screwed for the rest of it
0: yeah that's like, messed up do you guys have like a union of some sort
1: some places have unions we do not but uh the line they used is uh well how do we know you got it from work? It's like, I don't do anything. I don't go out besides going to work, you know? Like, I don't have much of a social life that's not online since COVID, but, you know, you can't, like, prove that, really.
0: Yeah, I feel like there's room for lawsuits here if people wanted to pursue them. But, uh, okay. I, I, I have a different mindset on this. I think, yes, you need to be very careful and you need to be very responsible in what you're doing, but I don't think that you... Like, Pablo, I feel like you've lived, like, a very hermit-like life since COVID began, which is very admirable. But I don't think there's a problem with, like, I think it's fine to go to restaurants. You just need to make sure that you're not, like, be- you don't become a super spreader.
2: Well, I'm like, not talking about restaurants. Like, the yeah. times in which I got pissed and intervened was when when people were just, like, throwing, like, block parties where there's so many people they no, can't yeah, even yeah, yeah. fit all in the house, house Like the just one going at, out onto
0: the street. Back to episode Into the Zeitgeist. Uh, I forget <laughs> what episode it was on, but... Uh... We talked about this, where Pablo got like, assaulted because he was confronting a block party. Yeah, that, that's the kind of stuff that's definitely not okay. I was also not okay with the wedding that I went to. It was way too lax in Georgia. But I came home and quarantined and did not see anyone at all after I got home until I got a test. So I think, but I think it's just up to society to be responsible enough to know like, hey, I've been in a risky scenario. I should not be going anywhere. But the problem is people don't do that.
2: Yeah, like I've seen the some articles online that talked about the way that COVID spread, and it was mostly going like through strands of just like one person infecting one person infecting one person because they're all trying to be as careful as they can, and then it just hits one person like, uh, and that it explodes from there where like one person is just not being careful at all, and so it spreads like in that kind of manner. so, I would think, oh, like, I have to be ultimately responsible. So, if I get it, I don't even get that one other person. Because the real problem is that it goes down the line with a bunch of dominoes and it hits a super spreader idiot. And uh, so, that's kind of like on me, right? Yeah. In a way. Uh, I had to I... swerve this one person because they were like, hey, uh, like, you want to go on a date or whatever? And, and I'm like, okay, sure. And she's like, I'm at this bar. And I look on Snapchat, it's hyper crowded. I ask, is it crowded? She's like, "Yeah, it's crowded." And I just fucking ghosted her. I'm done. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Another thing to keep in mind is like COVID bubbles, I guess. Like at least my friends in Denver, we've sort of like made COVID bubbles in a way. So pretty much we hang out with this group of people and it's like, "Hey, if you've hung out with anyone other than this group of people, you need to let us know." And like <laughs> um that way and like everyone's trying to be safe on their own. But like some of our friends in Denver like one friend just like randomly called us and was like in Texas for the weekend. And we we're like, well, we're not seeing you for another two weeks or until you get tested. Like, like no warning. They just like spur of the moment flew to Texas. Um, I, probably I will the say the,
1: the one thing I've had on those anti-masking idiots that are like, do you even know anyone that's personally had COVID or died of it? I'm like, yes and yes. <laughs> like in, De- in December we lost three of our dialysis patients to covid one of which i had to take home from ut on hospice i had to rush that one because he didn't even have a day left man it was really sad but yeah it'll get it'll get really bad in nursing homes for a while because they would just so they would quarantine every patient that came in regardless if they have that recently came in regardless if they had covid or not so they would put these COVID-negative patients in the same r- wing as the COVID-positive patients, just, you know, asking for it to be spread.
0: Oh, and second, okay. so they would quarantine them in the same wing?
1: Yeah. And second of all, it's not like these nursing homes have, like, isolated ventilation units either.
0: So. Yeah, it's not like a hospital, right? Yeah. Hmm.
1: Uh, I mean, they could have... They, they, had, they had people scout out field hospitals, and they could have put them there until they got over it, but they're like, oh, no, we'll just put them in a nursing home. But the best is, uh... So the, there's a group of nursing homes called NHC, and they vary wildly based on what neighborhood they are. Like, uh, there's three in Knoxville. Two of them are absolute crap. But, uh, can you guess what part of Knoxville the really nice ones at? Uh... Sequoia Hills, somewhere around there. It's Farragut. NHC Farragut's a real nice one. All the other NHCs have COVID wards, but whenever someone at NHC Farragut gets it, they ship them off to another NHC. <laughs> one of the poorer ones. Man.
0: I mean, I guess from a logical sense, I feel like that makes a little sense because then if you you would like have one hospital that you deem the clean hospital. And then you still, like, not that you're not cleaning the others, but...
1: Um, I mean, NHTs are nursing homes, but not us. Oh, yeah, hospitals. yeah, sorry.
0: The yeah. One nursing home that you deem, like, the clean nursing home that, like, no one's infected at. And if they are, you get rid of them and put them in the other place. But,
1: but the clean nursing home happens to be the most expensive one.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, they definitely they definitely shouldn't be, like... That's a weird gray area. It's not, like, it's definitely not morally in the right but you can, like, argue that it makes some sort of sense. I don't
2: know. A little unrelated, but pre-pandemic, do you guys remember those commercials where it's like, uh, you, are, your, are your people facing nursing home abuse? You might be looking at the stuff with rose-tinted glasses. Like, those commercials on TV, you guys remember those?
0: <laughs> um, I, 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 I vaguely remember
1: them along with, like, the mesothelioma commercials, but, like... I mostly don't watch TV or or see ads that much.
0: Yeah, I've cut out, i cut most ads out of my life, or right, in like around 2018 or so, because I don't have cable.
1: Yeah, and pretty much any, I have ad block and anything I don't have ad block for, I have a pay subscription where I don't get ads on them.
2: Oh, yeah, it yes. just kind of makes me think that like, before the pandemic, there was already kind of a problem with like supervision over how people were treated, being like treated at nursing homes. So it's, like, uh, now with, like, the pandemic, there's, like, a lot more of a spotlight on that kind of thing.
1: Yes yeah. and no, because uh, most nursing homes have completely shut out visitation. Besides, like, they'll occasionally wheel uh, a resident to, a, like, a window or something so their loved ones can talk to them. But other than that, you can't really see them. Mhm. But uh, th- there are a few nursing homes, like, there's one called Serene Manor in Knoxville, and... Just for context, everyone there's a ward of the state, like, they don't pay to be there, but you walk in there and you think there's, like, a war going on you haven't heard about. It's like a World War I field hospital. There's, like, five patients in a room. Uh, one of my colleagues told me she delivered a patient there, and she, she saw someone in Scrubs and she started to give a, a report to them, gave, like, the whole report, and then walked away, and then another person in Scrubs walked up. It's like, hey, uh, who'd you bring here? It's like, well, I just told her, uh, uh, oh, she doesn't work here. That's just a patient
2: what weird <laughs> that might be a HIPAA like violation scrubs <laughs> oh my god
0: yeah that i don't know why that's happening but uh <laughs> yeah my grandmother she's in a nursing home uh in north carolina and she's like 85 but like she really hates um leaving her nursing home like she she doesn't she like so like before the pandemic she would like stay there but she might like come visit like her my aunt and now my parents because they live in north carolina now just like a few days at a time and then like go back to the nursing home but now anytime she leaves she has to quarantine for 14 days when she comes back which is good but that also means that she is a 80 like 84 85 doesn't have internet and so, basically, all she can do is, like, watch cable TV uh, for 14 days and not interact with anybody else in the nursing home. Uh, so, so she...
1: uh, I was going to say, let me let me clarify something here that probably most people don't know. There are actually, like, three levels in nursing homes. There's what you just call a nursing home, and that's basically just senior people living together, like, minimal caretakers. That's, like, a senior living community. There's an assisted living facility where they're, like they'll bring you your meds for you to take them, they may like help you clean and bring you some meals. And then there's finally what we call a sniff, a skilled nursing facility, and that's where if like you're a person who like can't get out of bed or like basically you need people to do most everything for you. So, like an assisted living facility, people can like walk outside and walk around where the sniff, it's kind of like you're on lockdown all the time kind of.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my grandma was like a a regular I so sorry room.
1: I was gonna say assisted livings are generally much nicer than sniffs there are very few sniffs that I, I would feel comfortable putting my grandparents in if that makes sense
0: yeah yeah my grandmother actually likes hers a lot because she just like will like go gossip with the other ladies and like eat food and stuff and like she, like they like there she goes to three meals a day where they she just, like, socializes, and then she can, like, do whatever she wants, I guess. And then she would often kind of, like, go shopping and stuff, because she, like, likes to do that. But she can't do any of that, because if she leaves the facility, she has to quarantine in her room for 14 days. Um, so she doesn't even really want to go see, her, like, her her daughters, like my, my, my mom and my aunt, because um, it's just not worth it.
1: Something tragic towards the beginning of the pandemic, too, speaking of visitation, is... Uh initially hospitals weren't letting any visitors in and uh there was one lady that we we took from park west to her cancer treatments across the street and they weren't even letting her sons come up to visit her and this this lady like during yeah this was probably in like march and this lady like she may or may not make it like radiation's so somewhat effective but like the ophthalmologist heard it there and called and laid into the people at park west they finally let her sons come visit her but like they weren't letting anyone in to come visit people and like that that's ridiculous What, what if someone has power of
0: attorney or something you know yeah that's really messed up for sure i mean i think clearly now that we are like all masked up like it makes sense to not allow people to come in without a mask or something but like actually like if like if if i was on the in the, on the in the hospital dying from like a car crash and my parents couldn't like come in i feel like there would be some hell to pay you know yeah that
1: i mean they finally wisened up probably about june they started letting one to two people in to stay with you like how it should be you know yeah
2: yeah a lot of the rollout of the policies was like is kind of like it caused, like, a lot of confusion since, like, it, it's kind of like every institution's kind of, like, doing its own thing, but, like, figuring it out as it goes, and, like, many are kind of, like, reinventing the wheel, like, is because, like, with, with your work, right, you work for, like, a company, and there are, like, other companies that are also doing, like, EMT stuff, right? Uh, yeah. It's kind of difficult to have, like, a unified policy across all of them since they're all kind of working independently from each other. Yeah.
1: I mean nice. it, it, there's there's some nice stuff other companies too like my my company probably had better PPE, but another company in an Knoxville, 911 provider, uh they whenever their employees re- if they ran like two COVID calls a week, they got a $500 hazard pay bonus. We didn't get anything like that, but we also had probably better uh PPE and uh, decontamination policies than they had, I think. Yeah, so, so you're less like,
0: likely it's, to like it's a trade off. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah
2: it's so interesting. You say? Sorry, you go, John. It's
0: interesting that, like, sometimes they'll get, like, hazard pay. I feel like hazard pay was, like, around at the very beginning of the pandemic. Yep. People disconnected. It's okay. He'll be back. <laughs> uh, but at the very beginning of the pandemic, like, they were offering hazard pay for, like, restaurants and stuff. I don't think they're offering that anymore or like i mean maybe some restaurants are but i, I haven't heard anything about it recently pablo are
1: you See, I, was, uh, I also wondered how that hazard pay would work though it's like oh, it's connection it, yeah we'll, we'll pay you a percentage of your hourly rate but then you're a waiter and your hourly rate is technically like 213 an
0: hour <laughs> yeah that's kind of messed up i guess
2: so what do you say would be, like, people's biggest, like, misconceptions, like, working like EMT? Like, what's, like, the dumbest stuff that you've heard?
1: Uh, I mean, stuff that I haven't heard as misconceptions is, like, people think I make bank because they see the bill. I get a very small portion of that bill. Like, I make thirteen thirty-six an hour no matter what call it is, whereas my company can make anywhere from 3 well, they'll bill for anywhere from 300 to $1,500, and that's just for the basic level shit I can do. Man, where does it all go? I mean, I imagine a fair amount goes to, like, administrative insurance supplies, because, I mean, medical supplies... The price of medical supplies are inflated for us, too, but we are also our private company, and our CEO, uh, you know... I mean, uh, uh, this is public, and I shouldn't say bad things about him, but he'll do stuff like, so we have an amb- there's there's our ambulance bay, right? And uh, there's a storage room next to it, a small one we use, and next to that is a big storage room, probably about a third of the size of the whole ambulance bay, and it's just full of antique furniture and paintings owned by our CEO. He just uses that as a storage space.
0: <laughs> I feel like that's just typical small business loopholes like you're just like Who? I mean we,
1: we aren't a small business though we, we well, are the uh typical business loopholes we we're the, like we're the, the second or third largest EM, private ems provider in the country
0: interesting oh, man but it is ems provider in the country at your location or just um just the company in general but you have a location that you work at
1: um uh, so what are, there, do you, multi- are, there, are there
0: multiple locations, or are they just in Knoxville?
1: No, I mean, so there are there are tons of locations across the country, but like they have different brands because they'll buy different companies and keep those brands, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So like they're all different names, but they're all the same company.
2: Uh so it's like the like food store, like stuff in like the grocery store, where you think that you're getting like different types of hams from different kinds of brands, but they're all pretty much like owned by like unilever or something like that. Yeah, but I mean it's a little different with EMS.
1: You you kind of want consistency rather than like, oh here we will we'll give you a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know. Look,
2: I want some goth EMT. I want some femboy EMT. I need a brand, you know, like you know, have like a Garfield on the side of the of the Wii Woo wagon. Come on. Like yeah, rather than the, the Wii Woo it's oh, I hate Mondays.
0: Like we need the <laughs> we need the neon um, underlights for the for the, uh, the ambulance blue and red <laughs> on the road that'll be good stuff i i will
1: say there is one company that my former partner works for and their ambulances are painted like the american flag i'm like i, I don't think i could drive that man uh. <laughs> it feels too tacky.
0: i could totally drive that I would, I would like wear i'd like get some american flag sunglasses and stuff and be like just embrace my my inner americanite you know
2: I I just do the tackiness with the American stuff once I get my citizenship. I would have like an American flag hat, American flag shirt, underwear, like pants, socks, shoes, and then go shooting afterwards and be like, "Yeah, America you for you the
1: one my day." I d- I did think of another misconception, and probably the time that I had to hardest bite my tongue. So, we were taking a son from a nursing home to his doctor's appointment and his dad was riding up front of my partner and i hear his dad just start railing against how socialized medicine is going to be the death of us and how it's going to ruin this country well if you look at your son's uh, pay information uh it's being paid for by medicare and medicaid but you know i'm not going to say anything and cause trouble but <laughs>
0: yeah like, i mean people just have their opinions i guess it's interesting that your parents don't have any like don't understand the viewpoint uh, also thank you chat goblins for being uh, entertaining for me
2: like <laughs> i'm surprised at how many people are just mystified by like the the way that the u.s healthcare system works versus other countries like they think that like what what is it that they think that's going on that's so good over here you know like it's you get like an expensive bill you have to ask for it to be itemized you can contest the charges and things like that but sometimes like you you like you can negotiate to go into a payment plan but it's a lot of money that... I think in... mostly
0: what people think is good here is we have good doctors. Not that there aren't good doctors elsewhere, and we have good technology, but we also have more regulations in other places, which means that like newer mm. treatments won't necessarily get approved right away, correct?
1: I know it can take a lot of money for the FDA to like approve a drug and go for the research process.
2: I would say but... that there are very good and affordable doctors in places even like in Argentina. Oh, yeah, definitely. The the fear
1: I've heard about socialized medicine is people see their medical bills and they're like, well, if we have socialized medicine, I'll have to be footing the bills for other people's expensive bills. But two things on that. One, the bills would be cheaper because you'd have more collective bargaining power. And two you're already footing those bills because tons of homeless and uninsured people go to hospitals, don't pay those bills, and you think those bills just go away? No, the hospitals will just up everyone else's bill to pay for it.
2: Or they just shut down if they're like rural hospitals and don't have the money, right?
1: Yeah. (sighs) There's still a derelict hospital in Knoxville, St. Mary's. Uh, They're planning on tearing it down and putting the headquarters of the police and fire department there, though.
0: I remember as a younger me, I thought about breaking into it and like doing, like not breaking into it, I wasn't going to like break anything, but like sneaking in, because I think it'd be cool to be in an abandoned hospital. I,
1: I have I have heard it from older EMTs though, there, there's literally a nursing home right across the street, NHC Knox, so they used to get discharges from that hospital to the nursing home, and they wouldn't even go in the ambulance, they just wheel them across the street, and get on the radio and say, oh, we're transporting, okay, we've we've arrived.
0: All right. So, I want to switch topics, because I feel like we've been talking about EMT for a little bit. Yeah. Um, Here is my icebreaker. Oh, man, it's not next to me. I lied. But I thought I had a bottle of juice next to me that I was about to pour into a glass. Uh, I have decided I like Mexican juice more than, like, traditional American juice. Have you guys ever had Tampico?
2: Yeah. I, I, I think so. Tampico,
0: very good. It is literally th- sugar water. I think
2: I know. I think I know what makes it good. It's thick. Uh, with Latin American uh, juices, they don't add high fructose corn syrup. Or, like, the same with, like, the sodas. They just add sugar.
1: See, I'd be interested in doing, like, a blind pit taste test of, like, all the Cokes. You get, like, Mexican Coke, regular Coke, Diet Coke, Coke Zero. See how accurate you guys could be.
0: I am pretty confident I could get a 100% hit rate on all the different types of Coke.
1: I'm confident now, that you... You would not get 100%. It,
0: I would maybe, oh. it'd be maybe difficult to tell Diet Coke and Coke Zero apart. Sounds like an episode idea, though. Look, I I, mean, we can do this next challenge. week. We can do this next <laughs> week. I'll pick up some Cokes. But the problem is we need to do it. I need to be blind. I need to be blind for it.
2: Huh. <laughs> and I don't know how
0: we would do, a like, a randomization over the internet without someone else randomizing them for me.
2: Uh, wait, you, okay, you mail it to me, and I mail it back to you in unlabeled bottles. <laughs> that sounds like... <laughs> it's, it's flat by the time it gets to you.
1: <laughs> you know, like, these all taste awful.
0: Yeah. Uh, but it's I my think...
2: theory, Chris. So I Chris think... is in the chat saying Tampico is literally high fructose corn syrup, and I'm like, ah, whatever. They just, yeah. they don't subsidize corn syrup like they do up here.
0: My theory for why I like Tampico is because it's just thick. It's very viscous. It's got, it's got a great like mouthfeel. Plus, and so this also means it would be really good for a mixer compared to, com- like cranberry juice works pretty well cause cranberries are like pretty aggressive of a, a flavor, but I think orange juice is honestly too subtle of a juice but, because it doesn't. Unless,
1: unless it's like a, a, a smoothie or a milkshake. I don't really like my drinks thick. Like, have you ever had like 15% strength beer? Yeah. Oh. It it just tastes like syrupy and wrong to me. Like, I mean,
0: it's not know, that. I, it's not syrupy thick. It's just like a little more viscous than a, a, the average like orange juice that you'd find in America. Um, okay. I'm a big fan. You should buy Tempico. It's also really good for putting vodka in. Facts. Well,
1: John, if they're giving you sponsorship money, you need to let us know.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, you're not getting a dime of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It, it, laughs> I
2: just saw, like, this YouTube video that talked about, like, why YouTubers have to, like, um, advertise. I I mean, they have to say when something's an ad, because apparently, like, there there are some rules, like, if it looks like you're endorsing a product, uh, in some affected manner, right, then, uh, then you have to disclose it, but in other cases, you could just, like, have, like, a little thing that says ad, like, in the corner, or, or I don't know, but that's, that only matters if, like, a few people are actually looking at your your so uh,
1: if, if i'm recalling Don't what you're talking about from recalling what you're talking about right i think that started as like an instagram it's like an fcc regulation it started as like an instagram thing because like the kardashians would always be like oh i just really love this brand of makeup for no reason whatsoever and then they find out they're getting paid in millions to say that so it's like no you have to say that's an ad which i mean it's it's fair right I mean, I kind of think yeah. it's
0: a good thing. Like, if if we were actually being advertisers, I think I would well, I would want to disclose, like, hey, I am being paid for this. Uh, There's
2: like a lot of articles that are written in such a way to appear like advice, like how tos on how to. Solve oh a yeah, and they're always like buy it. this thing yeah it's, it's like a very subtle like trying to steer you to buying a product it's like actually an advertisement but tries to sell itself as well, like a objective research type thing a lot of these a lot of those
0: types of articles will also be like published by the people who are selling the product on their own website usually and it will be like here's what you need to know about this thing and here's why you should buy our product because it's the best um my but...
1: favorite when you like look up a cooking recipe and like the first two-thirds of it is just someone's life story about what this recipe means to them it's like no i just want like the recipe itself i, I don't want to know about how this helped you with your grandma's come connect with your grandma on sunday that's, afternoons that's my problem like i
0: kind of i feel like that makes sense to have in like a cooking book like if you have a cookbook by a specific person like yeah like i like i have the food lab by kenji lopez alt and uh he like has like stories about him learning how to cook in his like before his things, but they're really easy to skip because he can just skip the page and be like, "Here's the actual recipe, loser." Um, but like, I don't care about some random article person. Like, I've never heard of I've never heard of you at all. I don't I don't like I don't care. And I plus, I think go ahead.
1: Plus, it could, it could just be written by an AI too. I see a lot of those. that are like I don't think the story's real.
2: Yeah, it's I like think, they always make reference to like this one place like in Italy. Like I I don't. Uh, I don't remember, like, where it is, Tuscany, there we go, that was like, oh, this, like, shit in Tuscany, what the fuck's hap- like, every recipe, well, not every recipe, but there's just so many recipes that refer to Tuscany, or some shit like that, and I'm like, are they particularly known for, for their recipes, like, what, what, like, come on, you know, like, what's, what's so great about Italy, like, Argentina's just as good, what, why not? Talk about that.
1: (laughs) To to be fair, when I asked you to name some like specifically Argentine cuisine, you could give me like two answers. But if you ask me to name some Italian cuisine and I'm not from there, like there there, there's a million. Well, not like a million. At least like a couple dozen.
2: I could yeah. give you more than two answers, but it's like, why Tuscany in particular? Because Italy as a whole, you know, has like a ton of like different like recipes and things like that or whatever, like, you know, you got the pizza, you got the lasagna, you got the fazool, you know, but, uh, T- Tuscany in particular is the place that's like mentioned in a lot
0: of recipes. Isn't Tuscany, don't they make a lot of wine there? I uh, mean, I'm
1: I'm pretty sure that's just most of Western Europe, like Spain, sure. Italy, France. Yeah. Sure of course it's not champagne unless it's from the champagne region of france and of course
2: uh malbec c- uh, comes from uh from argentina it comes from mendoza so yeah you can totally just malbec buy sparkling
0: wine <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh
2: tuscany is not a city it's a whole region
0: oh yeah it's florence
2: okay. as the capital
0: uh, okay shows what we know
2: <laughs> but the, uh... We got the American geography education, so we got to make up for.
1: <laughs> I mean, I've seen a couple JoJo parts about Italy. I think I know what I'm talking about. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Gosh, I forget like the the names of like the little islands that are around like uh, Italy's shore. Like I, I I constantly forget like what Crete. the name of like.
0: That's Capri. Crete.
2: Yeah, yeah like the... no, okay Crete in so... Greece. So Italy is like a boot. And it's like kicking what looks like kind of like a little like tear shaped turd or something like that. And I always kicked a Sicilian soccer ball. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So it's Sicily. That's (laughs) the. I called that whole island the tear shaped turd. This is a Sicily hate channel.
0: (laughs) No, we're not a Sicily hate channel. We love Sicily.
1: What what can the Sicilians do to us? I mean, they just have a little mafia, you know? If you're a Sicilian.
0: Smash that like button, okay. Uh. Wait, how do I say
2: "fuck Sicily" in Italian? Uh. No.
0: <laughs> I want to get a hashtag Sicily. This.
2: Yeah, I mean, we gotta get some strong emotions. So then we have like our apology tour afterwards. Like, we're so sorry that like we made these
0: comments about. <laughs> we're gonna have to <laughs> learn to speak Italian. <laughs> we're gonna have to learn to speak Italian to apologize to these people.
1: <laughs> well, John, you can already fluently speak Italian, given by how much you speak with your hands, anyway.
0: You're right.
1: <laughs>
2: this is why the video the video format. Oh yeah, better. I mean, I can almost speak Italian. I know French and Spanish, so you can just uh, combine them a, a bit. Uh, but you know, if you want to say "fuck Sicily," you have to say "fanculo la Sicilia." You know, you gotta.
0: All right, <laughs> that's so how you say it. Pablo's got us covered with his like half Italian, uh, sprinch. Is that how we say it? Spre- sp- French- Fra- franglish Fra-
2: franglespanol Frangles. something like that. franglespanol I, I like Fr- trying to talk to someone about the way that I try to speak French in which I combine like Spanish and English and I try to like figure out which vocabulary comes from French from that uh, it- and just, I'm just like oh it's like it's franglinglish that's what it's called <laughs>
1: I recently learned of a, of a better way to learn languages than like the typical classroom format. So there was a way developed after World War II to spread the English language where you just memorize the fir- the mo- like the like 800 most commonly used words and you use those to construct sentences. Because basically in most language classes you just start off like, oh you need to learn how to conjugate everything and the, the name of it and all these obscure vocabulary words. And then you get into a situation where you actually need to like use it and you're like uh how do i talk to people
2: i feel like you learn languages like the same way a baby does you just have to like work your way through the different stages of development like yourself it's like you're raising yourself as a kid but in a different language like you can watch like kids programs you learn like the words for like water or like hospital or police or things like that uh, and, and you just like work your way up the media and like the the K-12 education system, but just in a different language Like uh, I don't think anybody learns how to speak properly the second they're born. They're usually uh, Figuring it out as they go. And if you're interacting with people if you're going online and talking to people if you're uh, engaging with media, you're gonna pick up on the patterns anyway And so I think, like, this big emphasis on just, like, going through all the different conjugations or whatever is just a a very unnatural way of going about learning the language. Because you quickly forget it, too. If you're just memorizing it quickly and you're not using it, I'm just, like, it it leaves people graduating from these Spanish classes going, like, when am I ever going to use this? Because they didn't learn it by engaging with something.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's fair. That's why, like... I was learning to speak. I was I was learning Japanese a little bit because I was thought I was gonna go on a trip to Japan, and I was like reading the like Japanese textbooks that they recommend, like um, Genki. But um, I had like I picked up uh, I forget what manga it was. I don't have it anymore. I got rid of it. But it was like uh, oh, it was Initial D, <laughs> which because apparently the, the language like the language like the Japanese in that's really simple words usually.
1: Isn't that a racing manga? Yeah, it's about racing cars.
0: <laughs> but I got the Japanese version of Initial D, and I was like, this is going to be my, the first thing I read when I can actually read decent Japanese. And then I just stopped learning, so I sold it. But um,
1: so, so don't you read Japanese, like, up and down, but also right to left?
0: So, I think so. But I also never got far enough for that to matter. For me. Okay. But I, I believe that it's right to left, up and down, but sometimes also just right to left? I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. Okay.
2: I used to have, like, this uh, this book, I don't know where it went, but it was, like, this, like, little, like, children's book that's, like, in French, uh, and I would just, like, I would watch uh, things like Peppa Pig, and so I would try to get something where I would listen to an audiobook of, like, the first Harry Potter. And I know Harry Potter cringe, but, like, I knew the storyline and the story beats already, so it's like, even if you don't understand what's going on in, like, a particular place, you can be like, oh, like, the the scene that happened before this is when, like, uh, uh, that Dursley kid is, like, upset about his amount of gifts, and the scene after this is, like, when that, like, uh, the fucking snake comes out of whatever, so, like, you can kind of, like, pick up on some, like, language things, but uh, the first Harry Potter book was, like, too advanced for me, and I'm just like, what's between Harry Potter and Peppa Pig?
1: You know, so, so, wait, when they translate Harry Potter, do they make up new words for the magic words, or they just, like... No, oh, the you, magic
2: y- words are Latin.
1: I, I mean, some... I, I guess they are, but, like, I guess you just pronounce... A native speaker would read them differently than an English speaker, would if that make sense?
2: Maybe. Like, I guess, like, if you say Wingardium, like, with the English phonetics. It's different than, like, the Spanish phonetics, where,
1: like, you're, like...
2: Wingardium, uh, I don't know. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. It's <laughs> Leviosa. Che, es Leviosa, boludo. <laughs> 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 Some fucking, like, Argentine Hermione.
1: Pelotudo, Leviosa. Or would it be Hermione? Um, <laughs> Hermione. Her- Her- Her-
0: Her- Her- Her-
2: like I in wish the I book or something. They had to clarify how Hermione's name is like pronounced, maybe, or maybe the third book. I'm not a fucking Harry Potter s- scholar, so but I knew that they had to do that at one point.
0: Pablo, have you picked up on like different things, like, r- like maybe watching something in English and Spanish or like reading something in English and Spanish of like weird translation issues in like popular media.
1: I mean, I can think of something. Pa- pa- we, we all recently played a game called Monster Hunter World together, except our friend Pablo here insisted on playing it in, in Spanish initially. And French. <laughs> and then he was like, w- w- what's this, guys? What am I supposed to do? And like, we don't know, Pablo. We have no idea what you're talking
2: about. <laughs> I'm trying to call it El <laughs> Jagra. Oh, the Jagra? Some of them would be the same, but other things, they would completely change the names, like the Scout Flies. They would call them, like, a single word that was something else. Uh, And it would be, like, a very, like, proper noun name. It wouldn't be, like, a descriptive thing where it's just, like, Scout and Fly added together. And, like... It, it, it has some differences. What bothers me though is when you're watching something in a different language with closed captions in a different language and the closed captions don't line up with the audio. Like they have just different things written down so 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 and this happens a lot with french when i try to watch things like anime or whatever i'm like oh anime has subs and dubs right like uh in english spanish french whatever but if you put it in french and you're listening to it and you're also seeing the writing on the bottom it it doesn't match up because it seems like they like i don't know if they translate the audio and then make the writing afterwards i think they localize it so they yeah
0: they're, they might be translating it but they're also just like rewriting it to be make more sense in the new language
2: but like when it comes to like the differences it's usually like the voice actors which i think is like really funny because like in spanish like especially when it comes to children's media they have like the same couple of voice actors that are kind of like recycled so like with people like uh uh, fucking, uh, Dexter. Like, he would sound like, uh, no, te, te, mi laboratorio. And it would sound, like, the same as, like, Ash Ketchum or whatever. <laughs> and he would just be, like, everyone would just be, like, a couple octaves off or something like that. I kind of like
0: that. I feel like that's kind of funny. Because, like, uh, I'm forgetting what game show I was watching. But I was watching some, like, Japanese show. Oh, it's called Extreme Skill. And they're like, Extreme Skill! Um, it, you should definitely look it up on YouTube uh, Get off of our podcast, it's not worth watching Go to Extreme Skill um, But there was like one episode Where like some guy was like really good at pogo sticking And like one episode where they are like Who can get the sharpest pencil um, But all Like they have like five English Voice actors to translate Every single Japanese person And there's one guy who's like Yes, I'm Japanese And I have extreme skill <laughs> And he is my, he, like, he's always, he always does the people who are, like, a little mysterious, maybe a little shy. Um, I find, if, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about if you watch one of these Extreme Skill episodes.
1: I remember a, a while ago, Pablo and I were watching a Hio Miyazaki movie called Laputa, The Castle in the Sky, and Pablo's like, I wonder what the Spanish dub of this is, because they'd read it as Laputa, which translates to The Bitch. <laughs>
2: yeah. So are they just
1: saying Oh look it's the bitch in the sky the whole time
2: I, I looked it up and it, and it turns out they keep everything the same So there'd be like <laughs> a person who was like Ah la puta And <laughs> be <was> like what <laughs> Like everybody's fucking laughing their <laughs> ass off, and it turns out that people have like taken clips because it's just so funny to them that it's like a, like a gif reaction like meme thing that people put. Like if someone's being a total fuckhead, they they just put like the little gif where it's like the lady like uh, like and the guy like popping out of the corner and seeing the island and being like, <gasps> La puta. <Buddha. laughs>
0: that's uh, that's pretty funny actually. I feel like. Sometimes I feel like things like that existing due to, like, weird translation things is better than them, like, renaming it. Because, like, now it's, like, an entirely really different meme.
1: I remember, I remember I heard when they were originally making Dark Souls, they didn't know how to translate it to English well. So the initial title was going to be Dark Ring. but the, And they premiered that at a UK convention. Everyone's like, <laughs> it's a, it means anus.
0: <laughs> so they're like, oh, to go dark <laughs> no, like no, 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 no. A... I would that's that's definitely a UK thing, I think. Alright, Alex, I gotta know, what are you vaping in there?
1: Uh yeah, it, it's just nicotine.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like what I flavor?
1: Could... Uh it is tropical blue lemonade.
0: Hot. That sounds pretty Another
2: delicious. Thing about languages though, it's like uh, there was like this thing where they tried to advertise like this chocolate, and they were like, uh, it's like, uh, delicious each bite, you know? Uh, but the thing is, is that they were trying to use like a French word for like delicious that was still like recognizable in English. But the thing is, with using bite around a French word, it, it, if you're reading it in French, it says vite, which means penis. <laughs> so, like, uh, um, and I only delicious remember this penis. because. I was, like, looking at memes, and there was this meme in French where there's this guy, like, spinning on his head while naked, and, like, T-posing, and, like, uh, like it's, like, mid uh, uh, po like, it's, like, a freeze frame, so it's, like, his, like, dick's pointing, like, away from you and you can't see it, and on the bottom it was, like, hélicobité, uh, second generation, or something like that, like, uh, and hélicobité uh, and means helicopter dick so it's like rather than like helicopter dicking like this he was just spinning on his head or whatever but that permanently uh inputted into my brain what I mean uh uh but but yeah like like there's so many things that translate really badly especially when it came uh to the crayons that say black and spanish on them very awkward moment <laughs> for for everyone involved
0: yeah We don't need to get into that. But, uh...
2: (laughs) It's another language! It's another
0: language! We don't wanna get demonetized. Papa, we haven't even been monetized yet. We can't be demonetized before we get monetized. Come on.
2: I never even... Okay, okay, look, the (laughs) thing
0: is, is that it's one thing if you're,
2: like, saying it so that you can get around like and just like be an asshole right but it's another thing when it's like literally just like what it means in the other language and it's not even how people like with darker skin are even referred to in, in your country right it's just like the word for black <laughs> you know and even like in america like it's not offensive to call to, well not to call someone black but to describe someone as being black right or no yeah like, it's like, a, it, it's mostly like a, I guess, like a liberal colorblind type thing to be like, oh, this person's like, 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 like come on. Like, it, it, how are you going to be able to acknowledge that anything bad is happening to this person if you're not even like willing to admit that like, like that, that they're racist black or something like that or that they're perceived that way, right? Like it's a way of like hiding actual problems by failing to describe them or just like covering your eyes and being like, I don't see, I don't see what's going on. I don't see color, right? Plus, I, I mean, if
1: someone wants to identify that way, I'm, I'm happy for them, but I don't like the whole, like, continent-American thing, like, African-Asian-American, like, Africa and Asia are huge places. I've I same heard, I heard, like, a lot of, well, to be redundant, Native American people don't like the term Native American, because it's very nondescriptive, like... An Inuit person doesn't have that much in common with an Incan person, you know? Yeah. like It would make it makes sense to be like Cherokee.
0: Or... Like, yeah, I'm Cherokee or something. Like, interesting. The, uh... I agree. I think it makes more sense to, like, do country-specific, but then I feel like people just don't know.
1: Well, I mean, that's the problem with African-American. Like, their history has been erased from them. They don't necessarily know what country they came from. Yeah. Or you could just, I mean, at this point, I guess it's you can... true... I mean, so some people are and are, are not comfortable with what we're being described as black. But
0: yeah, I yeah. mean, I think it's whoever. It, uh, How are
1: they? I, feel. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's offensive inherently. You know.
2: Yeah, it's a case by case basis, really. Like if, if someone tells you, "Oh, I prefer this" or "I prefer that," yeah, you just uh, you just go with it because like if if it really doesn't matter, then then just go with whatever makes the most people comfortable. Uh, but when it comes to like hyphenated american things like i feel like it's mostly defined in terms of how like the predominant popular culture interprets race and it's usually uh like white people right like uh when it came to like the supreme court back when part of like the requirement for being a naturalized citizen was to be white and like and have land or something like that the way that they defined white they would first be like oh it's caucasian and then somebody from like the Caucasus region who's like um would be like oh i'm caucasian uh because i'm from like this uh place in the middle east right so that's in the Caucasus region i'm caucasian they'd be like no actually that's not what it means they'd say whiteness is not really defined scientifically what in the court the supreme court said this they would say that whiteness is whatever the average white man considers it to be and that's (laughs) how like italians became white like irish people became white uh with like the creation of the suburbs around like the 1940s or whatever uh and I forget where I'm going with this. And so it's like the same thing with everything else. Like, if you could be, like, a mid-tone, right? Like, it could be in between, and you're automatically funneled in to, like, oh, you're Puerto Rican or, like, Mexican or something like that. Or, like, if you're Afro-Latino, uh, you're not actually Afro-Latino. You're just Black. Because it's not about, like, the interpretation of, like, what you actually are or where you're actually from. It's about, like, what some fucking random dude... Uh, uh like some usually a white guy uh sees when they look at you right uh and so they're not going to distinguish be like oh this guy's from cambodia (laughs) or like oh this guy's from laos oh this guy's from uh, kyrgyzstan or the contested territory of fucking i don't know they they just look at people and they're like oh asian right even if they're like from the philippines or, or something like that uh and so that's why hold on this is this is for you chris because they're usually just trying to describe (laughs) the kind of shit that happens sponsored with bias racial bias and things like that when they're when they're going for hyphenated american type things
0: oh man i'm trying to find my headphones but i don't know where they are i think that if you're gonna buy earbuds the best price performance are anchor sound sound buds they're very good
2: Also, never get- okay, this is an anti-endorsement, never get like these-
0: these fucking- Those um, are Impals, right?
2: Cohen E7s. Oh,
0: Cowan E7s.
2: Cowan E7s. They're terrible, because even if you have them plugged in directly to the computer, you still have to have them charged, right? Because they run out of battery, so you have to keep charging them, like- right- like this- the battery is low on this, so I have to have two freaking cables attached to my head. This is not good. Yeah, I have
0: way too many pairs of headphones. So I have these headphones that I'm using today. These are AKG uh, no, sorry, Audio Technica ATH-M50s Bluetooth. So the reason I'm using these instead of these is because they block more noise since we're recording a podcast. These are my normal desktop ones. Uh, Austin Carter recommended these to me. These are Philips. They're great. And then I also have like Sony's I have way too many headphones. I need to stop. My life. I need some like Marie Kondo headphone in my life. I need to simplify down to like one pair.
2: You gotta donate them, like right? You got you got people who are in need of headphones.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I will say though, in some ways, I want to buy more headphones because some of them are better for certain things than others. Like these headphones are really good if I still want to hear stuff because I can still hear, but my Sony's just completely block everything out. So. They're really good for airports.
1: They're, uh, they're, uh, they're, that's like, that's actually what I have, antennas. too. These are Sonys that are noise-canceling if I charge them. I, I, I mainly use the noise-canceling, though, if I'm, like, mowing the lawn or something.
0: Yeah. I also have this pair of headphones, which are conveniently within reach as well, because I have three pairs of headphones right next to me. Um, these are really good, but... Uh, and they're, like, Avon trees, but they're terrible, because they... If you, like, put anything in the way... I'm talking, like put your hand on top of your phone, the Bluetooth signal will cut out. And it, the Bluetooth <laughs> signal is like a seven feet distance. So if you walk away from your desk or something and your phone's on your desk, you just can't hear anything. So I would not buy these, even though they sound good for the price. We, this was a very, this was a weird tangent. Show and the, tell, th- okay.
1: Th- to kind of go back to the conversation we are having earlier, I don't, I don't like when someone who's like, like their great grandparents and beyond have been here describes themselves like, oh, I'm an Irish American, I'm a German American. Oh like, yeah, I, I'm yeah. like you're in, you're at least five generations in. You're just American, bro. I'm sorry. Not that I, yeah, uh,
0: not that I want to gatekeep, but I I feel like definitely unless you're like going to visit like family in those countries, I don't know if you can really like count.
2: Yeah, I'm an Argentine American. I count. I have my family in Argentina. Suck it um you also moved I mean, here
0: from argentina so
2: yeah i mean yeah, i was i was born abroad I mean, I mean the thing like even i watch like irish twitter i love irish twitter and like like they're constantly making fun of like americans especially on saint patrick's day because it'd be like oh you're like a 14.6 percent irish you're like 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 people don't perceive it like that people in ireland are, are are like are like you're you're not you're not irish you're you've been over there for three generations like uh, like at a certain point, you're just you. You're completely Americanized. You well, yeah. You're I mean, all European
1: fucked. American.
2: <laughs> yeah. How I identify. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, it's like uh, who even? Uh, I don't know how much of like the remnants of European culture like remain in the United States. Um, after. I mean, there's definitely Americans. obviously a very
1: heavy, heavy British influence in like our legal codes and whatnot.
2: Yeah, yeah, and you know, of course, the colonialism and settler imperialism. Yeah. Look, we, 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 we don't
1: have we don't have colonies. We have uh, protectorates and territories. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, and just places that we install a dictator if they're not be- behaving the way that we want them to.
1: Or you know, we we just nuke the Marianas, but you know, we, we, we give them. Uh, there's a the nation. They're an independent nation. They just have a compact with us.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God uh but yeah that's, that seems to be our, our european heritage that and all like the freaking plants and uh bugs that we brought from europe that are just like wreck havoc on like the environment yeah just like we it's have like English ivy growing everywhere
1: I don't understand I don't know if there's just like the will to do it of why we can't get rid of wild boar they, they do billions of dollars of property damage a year but you know it's not like a rat or something that's hard Oh no, we lost
0: Alex! Oh no! Yeah! Oh uh, no! Wild
2: boar, we were talking about wild boar! I'm back! Hold on, let me turn my video again. The problem Watch with the go. web show. Yeah, there's that whole thing on Twitter with like the 30 to 40 wild hogs and why this person needed to have like a semi automatic weapon to defend their well, children from the I war- think feral hogs. Part, part of the
0: problem, I think, is um, pigs actually, like boar, breed really quickly. Like, they just completely breed as fast as possible. And, like, unlike humans, like, a boar will have, like, six or seven piglets, hoglets. Exponential growth. Yeah. So, if you, like, let them get free for a little bit, there will be, like, they grow, they they breed so fast that there will just be so many of them here i mean yeah. it's like
2: australia australia went to freaking war with its ostriches and lost because well like, they went to can... war with,
1: with emus but first yeah, of all oh, yeah yeah i don't know why they did that I any mean, i mean they did it because farmers were annoyed but emus are a native species to there. like
2: <laughs> yeah I mean... if you're gonna go to
1: war with something at least let
2: it be invasive <laughs> yeah 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 uh i wish like we would get rid of like okay so that there's like this particular type of uh, termite that like kills um. Well, it's not like a termite. I, if an entomologist knew about this podcast, they'd argue with me. Uh, and they'd be right. No, but it's we, like need the, to be, we need to
1: be purposely wrong, Pablo, so people feel they need to correct us and we get more attention. We need to get an
0: entomologist. Oh, yeah, yeah. We need to get an intimate, intimate, We need to get an entomologist on this podcast to correct the record. I
2: can I can get someone who's entomologist adjacent. they they study spiders. Uh, this sounds <laughs> right. great. This sounds awesome. I want this. All right. Uh, we'll get the <laughs> you need to
1: label the podcast a Spider-Man.
2: <laughs> well yeah uh but like there's like this bug and it came from like asia originally so it doesn't have like the things that attack it and it like really prefers to just fuck up our oak trees and it just like creates like all these like tunnels uh, oh in i know
1: what you're talking about it like pretty it made like the american hickory tree like extinct maybe it's like the american chestnut tree
2: yeah yeah it's like uh like the fucking worst bug
1: it's like the a, i think it's a japanese weevil if i'm right i, I could be wrong I think it it was Chinese,
0: but... You're not talking about the pine beetles?
2: But, uh... No, it's not the pine needles. I mean, there's this other bug that's, like... But, yeah, it's these bugs that are fucking up our trees. And they upset me a lot, because as the summers get hotter and longer, their breeding period extends. And, uh... And for a lot of trees that, like, grow in, um... In colder climates, like, they start, like, moving upwards, too. So it's, like, two pressures on on, like, the trees that, like... Uh, really hurt our forests and so since lots of people are like oh if we want to reverse climate change we have to plant more trees right well it's not gonna do us any good if those trees don't stay alive when we plant them and so i'm just like ah fuck these invasive species man like uh but all the time, whenever, like, they're moving wood around uh, and there's some outbreak of some kind of, like, of of, this, of these kinds of bugs, they have quarantines and they have, uh, uh, like, shutdowns on things, like with, like, coronavirus. They're like, oh, yeah, you can't move this kind of wood around uh, for, like, this period, you
0: know? Have you guys heard about the cicadas that are, like, waking up supposedly this summer? And it's, like, this, like, breed of cicadas only wakes up, like, every 13 years or something? So uh,
1: my understanding how cicadas works is each of them has a different length of hibernation cycle and different ones will appear at at different times. But also what's interesting is their strategy is like they're not particularly like fast or like have any like poison in them is they just have numbers on their side. Like the predators will feast till they're full, but still so many cicadas survive to breed that like it doesn't
0: matter. Yeah, well, apparently this is the largest hibernation cycle. And so this summer, cicadas will blot out the sun, not exactly, not that much, but they're they're gonna be a lot more than normal. So if you're gonna go outside in the summer in the south, they shouldn't be around where I'm at because I'm in Denver, but um, it's supposed to be, like, so loud. Oh man. Particularly this year.
2: But that reminds me of, like, the the acorn strategy for oak, oak trees, like how they manage to get squirrels to, like, bury so many nuts that they lose track and so that they're able to like propagate. Like the oak trees like they they give like a little like a little bit of acorns like for like 3 seasons in a row, but then on like the fourth season or something like that, they give like a shit ton of acorns just to like over overpower like the squirrels just like with numbers. Uh so like like they kind of like throw shit off balance so that they can have like all these like extra acorns around. Like the cicadas kind of like do something similar in which they have like this very, like, staggered, uneven, like, breeding cycle thing where it's like, okay, like, these have, like, this certain cycle, these have, like, this other certain cycle, but they all synchronize at a certain point where there's so many of them they can't all be eaten. Oh, Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like a like a common, like, little, uh, uh, like, a hack strategy for dealing with, like, how ecosystems tend to balance around certain amounts of things. Some, Some are, like, purposely trying to get around that by, like, like, it's like that thing in fighting games where you're, like, conditioning your opponent to to expect certain reactions from you, and then you switch it up on them immediately to be able to get, like, the upper hand for a
0: little bit. Yeah, it's weird how uh, populations work like that. I, I think something
1: we don't think about enough is, like, how plants communicate with each other. Like, they're, the largest living organism, which, if you want to call it one organism, is an aspen forest in Utah. That's the same tree that just... uh. Grows clones from its roots, but they've also discovered like the tree communicates with itself for the roots. Like if, if there is a like if if there's a, not a lot of nutrients in one part, other trees will send nutrients to it for the roots. Like, it, like that's 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 some Avatar shit, right? Like, all, the whole forest just speaks to each other.
2: Yeah, yeah, like the little mycelium like fungal networks like in like the the dirt.
0: Yeah. Which is wild. Aspens are really cool trees too. Like, are they still considered a tree, or are they considered a different type of plant?
1: I I think they're considered a tree. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm no botanist, but I I think they are. There's a ton of aspens around. You can
2: tell, you can tell when something's an aspen by the way that it is. Yeah, no, also, say, chris, no, it's,
1: it's not an aspen unless it's from the aspen region of colorado okay and chris yeah. is in the comments <laughs>
2: section he's saying the breeding cycle for cicadas 16 years and it's not oak trees it's southern pine if, if well, i well, chris you're wrong to correct, the correct it, it, record. It, de-
1: it depends on the species of cicada of how long their hibernation cycle is so
2: um, no but the checked. the the cycle in which they all harmonize and kind of like all yeah i think he's, he's talking about like
0: the, the the 16 year cycle yeah i've I don't know if it was 13 or 16, so I'm just gonna agree on. You no, know, what I'm saying is also, like different, this is a rat- rat- different lengths uh, of, spy, of cycles.
2: Yeah, but if the if if the cycles are in units which are rel- relatively prime to each other, then they are going to meet at particular uh, points. Uh, fun math fact. Uh, so if you have uh, cycles that aren't relatively prime, like you have something that rep- that goes every two seconds and something that goes every four, they they don't they, it, and they're off from each other by a little bit. They'll never synchronize. But if you have something that like is going like a pe- at a period of like three RPM or something that like, going at a period of seven, and those are two relatively prime numbers, there will be a point in which they synchronize and then mismatch again.
0: Uh, yeah, and but- then I I like. It's interesting as well because like I don't know what cicadas eat or anything but I'm assuming that they'll just completely mess up the ecosystem and then if you were that cicada that like woke up the next year, maybe you don't have as much food.
2: Yeah but the messing of the ecosystem is kind of like part of the ecosystem. Well no no yeah, yeah but like
0: but like it's not sustainable to have that many cicadas a year every year. They can yeah, do it I mean, for that's this their strategy year. Yeah. It's not, I don't even know if it's a strategy it's just like how it's worked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's like the whole uh, niche, like ecological
2: niche thing. Like, if yeah. it's work, if if it's working, just it's also do, it's also
1: it. weird how they like, they can just survive in stasis for 17 years. Like, you figure like predators would know about them and dig them up, but I guess there's just so many of them, and like, like just being able to hibernate for 17 years and being able to like restart and have all your organs, enough energy to do that's crazy.
2: Yeah, Yeah. there's some fungi that survive like a super long time and only come out like during like forest, like hundred year forest fires.
0: That's cool. The, I wish, like from from, like, from that perspective, I feel like it's really hard for humans to like, as, like associate because we're, we sleep every day. But like, I think it's interesting that bears can hibernate for an entire winter. Like that's a long time to sleep.
1: Yeah, especially for a warm-blooded animal too. Yeah.
2: I kind of think that humans do hibernate. It's just, like, we have all, like, artificial lights and, like, this whole, like, um, modern, like, work schedule that we're kind of, like, in denial about it. But when it comes to, like, seasonal depression and and things, like, sometimes I think, like, you know what, maybe we were kind of meant a little bit to, like, shut down during the winter, you know? Well, yeah, I don't,
0: like, not entirely shut down. You still have to eat and stuff. But, yeah, I don't think people, people have not been doing as much as they're doing in modern days during the winter. They would eat they would put fire wood on the fire and they would shiver and that's basically what they did (laughs) but i'm
1: not sure how much of that is evolutionary though because humans are from like equatorial africa where like seasons don't
2: really happen you know i mean there's like the dry and the wet season but enough time would pass that basically like we would we would be vitamin d deficient enough that people would gain an advantage from like having skin that's like more sensitive to
0: the sun, right uh, and blue another blue place.
1: eyes, so you can see the snow.
0: Speaking of which, <laughs> I'm gonna take some vitamin D right now. Uh, I got I brown. Mean, ice, I got that's uh, illegal on camera,
2: John. When there's snow outside, I don't see it. It's it's very bad. Vitamin <laughs> D3, 5, taking, D three, five
0: thousand IU's. Hard
2: D, takes the D.
0: I'm taking two. What a rebel.
2: <laughs> but yeah, like uh, I think that that that. That we would have something like that i also feel like we would sleep like at noon like the whole spanish siesta thing I, I think that that's something like kind of normal because it would be so hot during the midday that you would just lose a lot of energy and it wouldn't be real productive right to to just fuck around or something like that or like you would read stuff and be like oh there's a reason why you wake up at 3 a.m because that's your time to just uh to, to have sex i, I don't know <laughs> like uh it's just interesting that uh, these, like, cycles or whatever, but, like, I, I feel like we're in denial of, of a lot of what might just be human nature because of, like, the kinds of pressures that our modern workplaces put on us.
0: Oh, I feel like Spanish siestas make sense in general, though. Like, people are never as productive right after lunch, at least for, like, office jobs. They're just like, um, yeah, I'm sleepy. I just ate some food. I don't want to be here. Like, okay. what's I Like, I really would... Th- I think society would be a better place if we had siestas. Uh,
1: there is, I mean, not to get back into EMS, but there is another EMS company I was kind of interested in working for because I heard they give you, like, one to two mental health days a month. where Like, you don't use sick time. It's just like, ugh, I can't come into work today. I'm, I'm not sick. I just can't mentally do it. You can take off the day and get paid for it. Yeah. I,
2: I'd like if we just had, like, the the four-day work week, with siestas and but the cool the, well actually not the cool thing uh the terrible thing when it comes to like siestas is that they're like a con- they're like a common thing in other places but in the united states like there was there's kind of like this way that like uh like uh, spanish immigrants were like demonized as like being lazy or, or something like using the siesta you know or like it like that oh they're like sleeping all the time or whatever like uh, like i feel like america is anti-sleeping in this man i'm anti-sleeping
0: pablo because i'm a
2: if you're not
1: sleeping you're not working
0: i'm anti-sleeping because i apparently there's like some disorder that like if you don't if you're like you were forced to go to bed early and you didn't like that a lot of people will not be good at sleeping later in life because they're trying to like for a while they're trying to fight the system man and stay up late and then it just becomes habit and i think that's what happened to me
1: I will say working night shift. I don't know what staying up late means anymore.
0: Like, times a concept.
1: I, I, like, I, I normally go to bed at six. I'm like, if I go to bed at eight, you know, I'm like, yeah, is that like staying up till midnight or something? I don't know. Yeah, I pretty do much,
2: yeah. And I stay inside, so the concept of time, especially because their lectures are recorded and I can watch them like at my whim. Uh, until there's like a homework assignment due then there's like that, that but like time's just not real like the only thing that makes time real is the fact that i have to take my dog out like every once in a while uh but my dog like is fine going out at like four in the morning uh it, it's like our... i have no more thoughts beyond that yeah well for but... me definitely
0: time has i feel like i echo that as well pablo like i have always kind of had the same schedule like i since I started working, um, I wake up at seven in the morning every day. But, but during COVID, time really isn't real because I just never leave my apartment unless, like, uh, during a re- during a regular day, I'm not leaving my apartment no matter what I'm doing. And I have to work from certain hour to hour, but it's like really easy to lose track of time, and like suddenly. Like- it-
2: Alex leaves the house for his job though. Like yeah, right but he December. works yeah. in strange
0: hours though. Yeah, I
1: I, I work I work tw- five. P.M. to five A.M.
0: Yeah, and I work seven to four, but usually it winds up being around seven to four forty. Um,
2: so it's like our conception of time, like very much like oriented around, uh, um, kind of like compressing together periods that are very similar. Probably like when we're yeah. in the same I'd, place, doing the same stuff. Also the
0: sun, for sure, the sun. But if you're working up at random at random, random times every day, you can't really track that as well.
1: I mean. Time also flows differently in different situations. Like, we started this podcast apparently an hour and a half ago, but it doesn't quite feel like it because you know, just conversation with friends. But like, if you're in a situation and you don't want to be, and it's boring to you, time will
0: just drag on and on. Yeah, hopefully this podcast isn't like that for any listeners. (laughs) Um, We need more chat goblins. Duncan and Chris can't be our only chat goblins.
2: Yeah, you've all been quiet for a while. They can only type so no comments.
0: I would, I would, I, I would be interested in can are cicada burgers possible. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, I, I've there's heard, lots I've heard of, of companies making
1: cricket burgers. Yeah. Like
0: you you grind the crickets into flour. Cicadas are just bigger, noisier crickets, so.
2: No, there's some recipes that involve cicadas in them. I just think that just people are squeamish when it comes to bugs, but honestly, like.
0: I've had crickets why before. Not? They're not. They're fine. They don't taste good or bad, really. But look, you look, as, as, on
2: as them. long as
1: I'm not having to eat like the physical shape of the bug itself, like if it's ground into a powder and put in a patty, I could probably do it. So, I yeah. have eaten. I have
0: eaten whole crickets, and I'm I'm fine with that. But I can understand why that kind of grosses people out. Um, just finds them around his apartment, you know. Definitely
2: add some honey glaze, you know. I have <laughs> like, no like.
1: Okay, so sauce,
0: I have no interest. And, like, eating crickets specifically. I just did it because I wanted to try it, you know? But, like, it definitely makes more sense to grind them up into a powder, for sure, and make, like, cricket nuggets or something.
2: Or, like, a little flour, like a protein tortilla.
0: Yeah, like a cricket tortilla, cricket bread. Let's do it. Let's make a TikTok, Pablo, cricket bread.
2: <laughs> uh, it's so hard to raise crickets, though, usually because of, like, diseases that might spread and just kill your whole, your whole stock
0: uh yeah probably the is same it... just like when you raise chickens factory farming except for probably mammals I feel like a mammal is probably slightly more robust than an insect
2: yeah I mean it's just yeah it's like hard to get like they're the, not mammals they're like the feed, the feed in the waste out uh and uh and then get like the get like the crickets through and like also breed the crickets right there's like there's like a lot going on with cricket farms uh Something I saw that's kind of interesting is in, in China,
1: they started doing cockroach farms not to eat the cockroaches, but to, like, use them as animal feed. Because, you know, like a good portion of our, like, the crops we eat, wheat, and corn are gro- are grown just to feed animals. But this way you can literally just feed the cockroaches your junk and then feed those to, like, your chickens and pigs and whatnot.
0: Fish. Yeah, of the as gross as cockroaches out, right? are, that seems very sustainable.
2: Yeah, like, a lot of the negative climate effects of, like, eating beef and, and pork and things like that is usually just the amount of agriculture that needs to happen for the animal feed to feed that animal. Like, one pound of beef requires, like, ten pounds of, like, uh, bean protein or something like that from, like, soy or, or, or soybeans or something. Uh... And so it's, like, about, like, all the pesticides and, like, fertilizer and, like, land that needs to be cleared for that. Like, a lot of the soybeans that are grown in Argentina and Brazil are to, like, also feed, like, the cows uh, there to get, like, the meat from those countries.
0: Yeah. I, I'm surprised it's not a higher number than that, considering how long cows live before we eat them. Yeah. I mean, it
2: might be a bigger number, but it's definitely way less efficient than bug, bug protein or something like that. Like a, Especially because...
1: Like You feed the bugs your junk too So like the food that's gonna go to waste anyway
2: Yeah And uh, And there's some places I think they're doing that with like restaurant waste Like with pigs but I think probably the Pandemic kind of threw a wrench In that Uh so well, yeah, like that's why when it comes to like climate change stuff, especially like with the Green New Deal, I talked a lot about just not just like the cow uh, being like eaten and the stuff that it eats, but also the things that come out of the cow during the course of its life, which is like the methane. And of course, like the conservatives like to joke, oh, they're like concerned about cow farts, but methane is a lot more effective of greenhouse gas than carbon dioxide, and so it's like actually a genuine concern, especially in these concentrated animal feeding operations. There's a lot of methane coming out uh, of those places.
1: Uh, Look, we already have factory farms We just need to put tubes up the cow's butt Harvest that methane And then boom, natural gas mine
2: yeah, I mean, that's kind of like what we do with... <laughs> it's uh, a different all, kind like... of fracking, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's, like, this fracking that happens when we put, like, food waste and anaerobic environments, like, with no air, like, in landfills. They, like, put tubes or something, like, in the landfills to be able to, like, get the methane that comes from that reaction in order to, like, turn it into electricity uh,
0: just by burning it. Sounds like the move, honestly. Yeah, yeah you
1: got... Definitely, I think lab-grown meat is the future, though.
0: Um, I think as long as, as long as lab-grown meat winds up tasting the same and isn't as expensive to produce as it is now, I think I'd be fine with eating it. Like,
1: Or, or it, even think of this, lab-grown leather. No one's going to care about the taste of that, just the quality of it, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, it had, if it has
0: the same or even, potentially even better quality because you could probably grow it in the perfect shape,
1: yeah because pleather fucking sucks yeah pleather
0: does suck
2: but i think like a lot of innovation can also come just from like different like cultural and ethical changes and practices like uh like people could just like have less meat in their diets uh and but that could not just be seen as like a kind of just like different culture thing or like a type of value or whatever but it's like a kind of like technology right like the way that we live out our lifestyles themselves is the kind and how that interacts with the environment and the infrastructure that we have set up to support that kind of stuff uh, i think that could be like the advancement that we go towards in the future if that makes any sense
1: yeah uh, i will say john was there for it i tried being a vegetarian for two weeks at college I don't probably, remember probably the this. hardest
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah you do remember the dry chicken sandwich at the end
0: oh that was it that was the last day you're like oh i'm gonna <laughs>
1: Yeah, that that, that 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 well, we'll tell this whole story in a second. But the hardest part about being a vegetarian in college was there are so few vegetarian options at fast food. It's like, oh, you want you want you want some fries? That's about it. You want a bean burrito from Taco Bell?
2: Yeah. So like a big part of progressing, like um, as like a culture, and uh, is just having lifestyle options even available there okay i'll I'll say that our environment doesn't support not using a car so much that's gotten a lot better
0: for vegetarians at least not using a car but like there's like a lot of um a lot of vegan restaurants near where like i live now and i know that like mcdonald's now i think off. i know burger king does i think mcdonald's as well but they offer like beyond meat or like um impossible burgers that that helps, but I don't like but, how Beyond Meat tastes. Beyond Meat, not very good, in my opinion.
2: There's also like a kind of cultural stigma, and again, this is like coming from like the more conservative side of America. That's just like, oh, if you if you eat these things, then suddenly you're in a, a a feminine uh, um, girl boy, uh, and it's coming from people like the freaking like uh, Elf Ben Shapiro or just like. Uh, Tucker Carlson or whatever these like supposed paragons of masculinity. Uh, before
0: before we forget, let's get back to Alex's story because I do love this. This is one of my favorite stories. Yes. of Alex. Okay, honestly. so
1: I, I tried being a vegetarian for about two weeks. I basically survived off the salad bar in the cafeteria, but I was like, but part of the part of the problem is we had no implements in our dorm to cook anything. We had a toaster and that and on a microwave and that and that was it. And we didn't even have a freezer in the mini fridge, so. (laughs) So, I I lasted about two weeks. I was getting toward an irritable. It was probably, like, midnight on a weekday, and I was like, fuck it. I'm done with this. So, I drove across the street to the Wendy's to get a chicken sandwich. I came came back and took a bite of that chicken sandwich, and I wasn't sure if, like, just because I hadn't had meat in a while, it tasted bad, but it was, like, the driest chicken sandwich (laughs) on the planet. And I'm like, John, can you look look. can you like bite from another side of this like confirm I'm not just like crazy and I hate meat now he's like no that chicken sandwich is awful I was so pissed I, I called, <laughs> I, called I, I, I called that Wendy's in, in the middle of, of the night I was like I was like, hey I was just there and uh, you guys served me the driest chicken sandwich possible fuck you and then I hung up the phone I'm like I, I don't know what I expected
2: from that phone call but I feel a little better at least
0: you ruined that person's night.
2: It's <laughs> like like it's in, a, like, they ruined, the they ruined your night. <laughs> Imagine if it's, like, a completely different person answering the calls versus the one making the sandwiches, and they're just taking the abuse from this one fucker who's, like, strung out or, or just, like, uh. or whatever, making sandwiches.
0: I didn't realize that you were a vegetarian. Maybe it's like, it, like, lost me due to time. I, didn't I tried you, to be yeah. a
2: vegetarian in middle school,
0: but the thing is, is that the only thing that you could get
2: that was, like, vegetarian was, uh, like, the same fucking salad every single day. So it's really just about what the environment supports. It's not just, like, your... your Well, salads aren't even
0: that nutritious, though. Like, if you want to do vegetarian right, you got to, like, have beans and, like, higher calorie options. Yeah, they didn't have beans. Salads salads don't have enough calories to sustain you. Like, it's a lot...
2: Yeah, so like really, a lot of the, the the things that we that we think are choices are really not a choice because our whole environment is structured to just be like, you have to live this way. This is how we do shit. Here. Well, I I would you say know. that now
0: it's pretty it's it's easier than ever to become vegetarian or vegan right now. I've well, never depends, done
2: it. Depends. Chris is in the chat saying that there's, like, a rural-urban divide when it comes Uh, to... Probably. In
0: Denver, it's really easy if you wanted to be vegetarian because there's so many options. In Atlanta, it would have been really easy to do because there's so many options. I feel like when I visited other places, it's still easier than ever because you can buy good vegan stuff in the grocery store. And also, like, Burger King has the Impossible Whopper or whatever. So, like, that's an option. But, yeah, but still, not be Still not easy. It's still a very difficult path to become a vegan or a vegetarian. And it's also so-
2: not necessarily good all the time. Like, if you hunt, like, deer and you eat that deer meat, like, it can it can be good for the ecosystem to have less deer because if they're overpopulated, they start eating all the plants and that yeah. causes the soil to get loose and you get the certification or some shit. Like, we, I think we all saw the thing about, like, the returning the wolves to the fucking Yellowstone or, or something like that.
0: Yeah, I, a, I don't, oh I don't find that I need, like I've I've never even tried being a vegetarian because I know that I like, um, like meat too much, but also meat is a very valuable macronutrient. You get a ton of protein from meat, and it, it's not really meat is not bad for you in like any way. Pretty much as long as like even really fatty cuts of meat, like you're getting a lot of good nutrients. Like obviously if you eat too much steak, all right maybe you'll get gout but I think a lot of that is like you aren't an active person and you're just eating a bunch of fatty foods you have know?
2: you have you heard of like uh the whole the whole thing where like uh, Jordan Peterson would just do nothing but like eat meat he went like on a like a meat only I diet. did i
0: I was listening to him on Rogan apparently he had some like autoimmune issues and they got they went away while he was on meat but then he like had some other health issues later that maybe were caused by his meat diet I don't oh, know. oh yeah
2: he he had a lot of shit go down. I mean, there's kind of, like, a reason why Jordan Peterson is not so much in the public eye anymore, but I definitely pegged him as, like, a pseudo-scientist very early when he's talking about shit that's not, like, psychoanalysis or something like that. Like, most of the time he's just talking pure crap.
1: It's definitely a weird cultural shift that happened in, like, the past 200 years whereas, like, in the mid-1800s you probably had meat, like, a couple times a month. Like, it was expensive. Like, you gotta hunting or preserving it and now like you don't mostly you mostly don't consider it a meal unless there's a a meat involved in it
0: yeah well i mean that can be also said two ways because like in back when we were mammoth hunters you were probably eating meat every time you ate
1: most times yeah i'd say so
0: and like
2: hunter gathers stuff
0: yeah so i mean that's I mean, there's two sides to the coin. I, I mean, I think really, honestly, like, just be conscious and try not to waste food, like, and I think that's that's really all we can do. I think, as a society, to be, it, it's good to have the options, but I don't, I don't feel compelled to take advantage of them because I, I do love meat. Also, it's very good for my gym nutrition.
2: I also think that a lot of it is like if you like if a lot of people want to make a difference but a lot of people focus too much on individual and it might just be like it like we just ha- like there are places that, that you have the option to be vegan but there are places where you just don't have uh, the option at all and so sometimes like pushing for the, the, those changes is more effective than just being like upset at people who aren't like living the way that like you think they should um or uh, uh, and it's also like it's not like meat eating itself is a problem because if you're raising cows you can take advantage of land areas that aren't so good for agriculture to also be able to produce food so in some places that are like very mountainous rocky with bad soils and things like that like it, it's advantageous to have la- livestock uh, so it could be like a form of like cultural bias to be against it but like the problem would definitely more be things like uh, like mass factory farms like uh, like the detrimental environmental effects of having all that concentrated literal shit in one location, right? Yeah, <laughs> well, I would like.
0: I would be entirely fine with the price of meat skyrocketing, again, and to get rid of factory farming because I think overall for our society that'll be better. Because number one, animals are not just packed in in terribly inhumane conditions. Number two, our food, they're our food. We probably don't want to be eating gross factory food.
2: With antibiotics Um, and all that
0: shit. Yeah, and that was the third point. They're using antibiotics, which are potentially creating super viruses. Or not super viruses, super bacteria, um, super bugs to uh, infect us or our livestock. And I mean, imagine like an antibiotic resistant strain of some like cow fever jumps to humans, COVID style. Um, But it already has antibiotic resistance. So, there's just no way to get rid of this bacteria.
1: To kind of shift topics, if Supreme released a stake tomorrow, how much do you think people would
2: pay for it? Thousands. (laughs) I mean, they would probably preserve it in, like, resin or something. (laughs) Have you guys heard of
0: these, uh, the new crypto NFTs? Oh yeah, Ah. the
1: non-fungible
2: tokens.
0: I think think this is the dumbest idea
1: yeah it's dumb if you could kind of explain it to me, my understanding is to it is like you kind of own the rights a little bit to what you're buying like a digital piece of art sort of collecting
0: it yeah sort of so it's like basically like you own the original i don't know what that entails like you can buy like clips of nfl games i mean not nfl nba games now and but i don't know what that really entails that you own the clip because i'm pretty sure the uh, nba still owns the clip but you own the right to the token version of the clip which doesn't make any sense. Uh, people are like burning artwork so that they're like digital NFT is now like the only way you can see the artwork, except for you can also just look at a picture of the artwork without paying for the NFT. I think the only way that these actually make sense is if you get some sort of good or service from owning it. Like maybe, like imagine you own, well, an, I- you own an NFT that gives you like a free Frosty every time you go through the Wendy's drive uh- I'm just I, not heard, for I environmental have a good, reasons. good one for
1: Taco Bell, where if you buy the Taco Bell NFT, you get a five hundred dollar Taco Bell gift card.
0: Yeah, but what's the point of that? Because then, how are you gonna sell that NFT to anybody? You can't.
2: I think the the point of the NFT is that we just figure out a way to make more shit run off of fossil fuels. Like when it comes to like Bitcoin and and like the energy draw, of that shit like it, it's just like a, a different way of doing the same thing. Which is now extending over to like the diseased ways that art markets work, uh, and art auctions and shit like well, that. Well, yeah, like...
0: Bitcoin is basically a plague because of the amount of electricity it uses to do basically nothing. Although there's somebody said that the mining now is also distributing the ledger, I believe. So like it makes sense now. But in the early days of Bitcoin, people were just like running their electricity to mine as many coins as they could. Well, yeah, but just I mean, as, also like...
1: that that wouldn't be a problem if our grid was it was clean.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, if we were just using, like, solar panel stuff, but...
2: But always what's going to be better for the environment is, like, a lack of consumption. I feel like people's dream is that in some way we can do, like, carbon neutrality and, like, offsets and things like that. But honestly, I feel like we just need to prepare our society to just require less consumption. Because, it, it, because to a certain extent, we mandate consumption to be able to, like, operate. Like, people are too busy to be able to cook their own food, or they do not have, like, the option of, of places that serve, like, food to them uh, via food deserts and things like that. Or, like, they have to drive a vehicle. Everybody has to have their own personal vehicle because there isn't public transit or bike lanes or infrastructure set up. Or, like, like, people have to do the consumption behavior uh, because we just don't have the systems in place to, to make an alternative possible.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for, um, like, all the green energy things. Like, we already have, like, hydroelectric power and stuff, and we have solar panels in certain places. But... Um... And, and like wind. But the problem with all of those green energy sources is there's a disruption in that. Like hydroelectric, there's not ever a direct disruption. The water's always flowing. but like
1: Unless there's like a drought or something. Unless there's a
0: drought, sure. But like um, sun is usually shining, but some days it's cloudy and there's not as much sunshine. Or it's nighttime, so there's no power being generated, you know? And then, yeah, but that's
2: why you have like a diversity of or options. Or it's here. windy,
0: and maybe it's not windy today, so there's no power being generated um but
1: it's really we just need better batteries like we're still yeah, stuck on lithium ion that's, forever
0: that's the thing there's a bunch of companies that i've been looking at um in my stock time investing that uh are like helping with the green like tesla is helping with this um and then another company called um are they're, they're like going public soon they're through a spec but anyways they are like doing batteries and they do it in california only right now but they're like a pretty big company already and they're just like provide they like hook up their battery to the energy grid to like store power and then like during it also has like ai so like it'll decide whether to use the battery power or like it like routes the different energy sources whenever there's power draw so like do it like it's smart and intelligently is like hey we're experiencing peak load we need to actually start using Power from like the power plant instead of um the green energy power because we just aren't, we don't have enough like
2: but i sometimes think that there's like this sort of like idea that petroleum or natural gas or or things like that are inherently reliable when when it comes to like the situation in, in texas like it it was the fossil fuels that have failed uh that's not like what the the, fox told me yeah well, well and, and we're gonna it... we're we are gonna run out and also like so if you can diversify and have like a multitude of different options you can reduce the odds that like we would ha- be in a situation where uh oh there is no wind and there is no sun and for some reason people are using a lot of power uh, like we can have like thorium nuclear reactors or something like that i mean i i believe that we're gonna have to have i think nuclear a transition. is pretty
0: safe. nuclear is so reliable as long as you are safe with designing it which all modern nuclear power plants are yeah. um and then it, i but i also I, I i'd like to see like people like if you live in an area that's very sunny just get solar panels on your house and you can like get you pay less on the electricity bill because your power goes back to the power grid Anything i mean happens? already
2: already solar panels are like the best value really like, they pay for themselves there it's almost irrational to to not get one Uh, I mean, you're. uh, I was gonna say, I heard an estimate that, I mean, this could be
1: outdated. That if you covered just a quarter of the state of Arizona with solar panels, you could power the whole U.S.
0: Oh, probably. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty sunny there. Um...
2: We just need the political will. We honestly just need to to make politicians afraid that they won't get reelected unless they do these things.
0: Well, the problem with that though is then you have to transport the power all the way to other states from Arizona, which I'm a. I believe that there would be some issues with, like, um...
1: I, I mean, that's just an idea of the service area of the U.S. it would take. Like, think of, like, all the tops of buildings that no one uses. Oh, yeah. Every or building. all the
2: fucking parking lots. There's so much of the world just completely dedicated to fucking parking lots and parking spaces. And honestly, it, it, it it'd be greatly cool if if annoys could,
0: me. It'd be cool if we could, like, turn highways into, like, solar panels... Uh, I remember the whole
1: solar roadway thing, but, like, I think if that technology is going to happen, it's going to be a long time in the future, like, you have so many issues to work out with that.
2: Yeah. You could just put solar panels over the roadway. Like, people can put solar panels above parking spaces so that you provide shade for the cars underneath so that they don't overheat. Like, you can put solar panels above walkways. Uh, in order to have something that shields people from the rain and also the hot sun. Like there's so many other places you could put solar panels. But to be honest, I'm just, I just think that when it, specifically when it comes to America, we just make so much space for cars and we design so much of our infrastructure around using a car. We have very few places where we have mixed zoning, where you have housing above businesses near restaurants and things within walking distance that the only places where you can really live without a car is like college campuses and like the places that you actually have a community when you walk outside your doors like college campuses or really big cities all right like um and and so because of the way that we're so car centric we have all these parking lots we have all of these uh parking garages we have all of these uh super highways that were built by like using eminent domain and tearing down black neighborhoods and cities uh and and they're they're poisoning us they they're They're uh, using all these, like, materials to just have, like, a single car. I mean, a whole car for, like, a single person. Uh, And I just think that they were, like, the worst infrastructure mistake that we've ever made as a country.
1: Yeah, the is we probably had better public transit before the introduction of cars, the lobbying. Like, street cars were a thing. But, I mean, also,
0: like, at that time, people were not thinking in the terms of, like, green energy at all. Like, we were just like, hey... Everyone wants cars. Cars are cool.
1: Well, I mean, there's also I, the I dark history of car yeah. companies buying public transportation. Well, no, 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 no. The car shit, companies. So.
0: The car companies were doing this, but green energy was not a factor. Like people. Oh didn't, yeah, definitely. No one, no one, no one fucking knew. Um, yeah, but but the it's car definitely companies like definitely. Were like I don't, I also don't think that people wanted
2: cars. Like car companies wanted people to want cars. It was like a whole like. It, like right now, people really would want a car, but that feels, that feels like a desire that's like coerced out of people because like our ticket into society is having like this $5,000 liability on your hands where you have to pay insurance and maintenance and all this I mean, other stuff.
1: If you want some culture shock as an American,
2: jaywalking isn't a crime in pretty much any other country oh yeah no and jaywalking was uh was invented as like a anti-country person like racist uh thing to put the blame on the people walking on the road for being hit by cars like yeah (laughs) before people would say hey we need to ban cars from entering the cities uh because they're going too fast and they're killing people who are walking on on the road it the road used to be a shared space between people like on wagons and people who are walking and, and all sorts of stuff like that. And, and motorized cars were a fucking menace, but they decided to, to put stuff like manslaughter of with ve- the vehicular manslaughter is a specifically different kind of manslaughter that gets less sentencing and shit like that. And then they try to put like more, um, onus on the, on the pedestrian for being hit than, uh, responsibility on the driver for hitting people. Like it's all like this, this crazy shit that, that we continue to do just to, to continue to have this car supremacy.
0: Yeah. Uh, i mean i mean at this point it's just evolved to a consumption like everyone wants to buy new things constantly and it doesn't matter who you are you're probably buying new things pretty frequently but it's a matter of like what you're buying and how much you're buying like
2: yeah it's just a car is a whole lot of shit to buy it's like it's a whole mass of metal
0: rubber it's also very expensive yeah bad for your for your wallet
2: and you have to go through like a salesman who who has like an information disbalance with you and a whole financing system behind it. Like, oh, we finance zero percent APR for like the first six months, and then it goes up to fucking fifty percent APR. I don't know. It's it's a it's a scam basically. I think it's a way of getting you to like uh, buy into this whole financial industrial uh, production system that uh, ultimately creates its own demand by making by putting obstacles in front of you and having you pay to jump over them, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Also, I want to say if I designed the driving test, like Tennessee would have half as many drivers as they do right now, man. Like people are terrible drivers around here.
0: This is why I'm ready for self-driving. People are bad drivers everywhere. Self-driving cars. I don't care about driving anymore. I don't want to drive. I would be gladly just get in my car or so or some like communal car that comes and picks people up, like a communal Uber that's just self driving. You just get in and it's just like, take me here. Sick.
2: Well, there's something like a self driving car. It's a car that only has one driver. Yeah, you're talking about you the know? bus.
0: And here's the thing yeah. the problem with buses, Pablo, and I like buses, sure. I like I I, I like the I, I I haven't ridden the light rail in Denver in a while, but I used to ride that to the airport and stuff uh, whenever I would have to go. And also like whenever I went downtown from where I was living. Um, But the problem with those are if you don't live in a specific location that is serviced by those buses or light rails, you cannot go to where you want to go. Also you have to stick to their strict schedule of times, which for the light rail isn't that bad because they come like every five or six minutes but uh and maybe like probably the long i think the longest you would ever have to wait is 15 minutes but buses this are... is just
2: a funding this is just a funding problem it is a like funding in the problem. u.s we're uniquely restricted in the range of buses and trains and, and trolleys for, and yeah like for
0: that. sure it's a funding problem we should definitely have more
1: i mean if we're being honest the main problem is you have to intermingle with the masses the pores you know they kind of uh... smell.
2: <laughs> I mean, I feel like this is like the big, like the big thing about cars is that they have made our society so stratified. They kind of like, it's like the suburbs greatly contributed to car culture and the suburbs were mostly just people wanting to like get away from black people. Like that was like, like the white whoa, 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 flight, right? the Ur- blockbuster. people. No, it is. It, <laughs> It was definitely racism that built the suburbs. Uh, and like uh, like they're the biggest racist monument we have. If you want to take down some racist monuments, take down the fucking suburbs. Uh, like um uh, like it, like it, people started demonizing buses and things like that because like I think that a lot of people just don't want to live in a unified society because of their racism. Like, so many people are against, like, funding of, like, buses or, like, public programs or, like, welfare and things like that because of the image that Reagan promoted of, like, the welfare queen. Well, it's... uh, Like, of Nixon promoted, of all these other people. It's also interesting
0: because if you, like, ride the bus or, like, the train or you walk to work, you interact with a bunch of people that you wouldn't have had to interact with previously. Yeah. Even if you just got your headphones on, you're not paying attention to them. Like you're still interacting with them in some way, like you look at them in the eye, and you're just like, hey dog, we're on the same bus. Um, but if you're in a car, you, you're isolating yourself from that. So I feel like after moving to the city, um, not that I live exactly downtown, but um, I feel a little bit more connected with like my fellow Denver residents. Because I, yeah, we need
2: to have a community, live in a society,
0: right? Like, yeah.
1: Kind of related, but my greatest fear of being on public transport is I end up in some, like, YouTuber's prank video. It's not really a <laughs> prank. They're, they're just like, yeah, we're going to pretend to rob each other point blank with a gun.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Like for that shit, like I, I people just get used to it, like in the New York subways or something like that, and, and and or like people tend to like team up on the on the fucking uh, dudes jerking off, and, and they'll just start yelling at them and throwing hey. shit at them. Hey. <laughs> yeah. cut it out! Did you guys
1: see? I think it was just like a month ago here in Nashville. Like some guy got killed because he was doing a YouTube prank where he literally pretended to rob a guy who was not in on the prank walked up to him and said give me all your money of like a knife out and the guy was uh you know like most tennessee men uh concealed carry and pulled him out and shot him jesus i mean look uh,
0: if someone's holding a knife at me that is like i'm scared my dude oh no, i mean the guy didn't get charged of anything obviously
2: (laughs) man man that's nuts Yeah, like uh, yeah, I feel like cars just made just made us very disconnected from each other. We live in a very we live in like a very lonely kind of of yeah.
0: America, and I think the world in general, but specifically America, has definitely become far more lonely because it's it's more normal than ever to just be isolated. Like I'm just chilling in my apartment alone, you know, Um, and like part of that's COVID, but also part of that's the fact that I'm like a working twenty four year old that. I just live alone, you know? Whereas like in like older times, like the inner like people people aren't sitting at home watching Netflix. Like everyone's going out and everyone's going to do cool shit. Because otherwise what are you doing? You're gonna read a book? Okay, nothing wrong with reading. But it's what you got.
1: speaking of which, lonely twenty four year old, are we gonna have the into the zeitgeist John Hardy twenty fifth birthday special later this month?
0: um yeah we'll be sure but it won't be on my birthday because i am going to a cabin nice
2: but like what's i, I really wish that, that that we would return to having something like a public space like uh um it, like for many places it's like the downtown but it's not like an area that you can just like go out and walk to if i go out and walk outside what i see is a road uh and <laughs> the parking lot to my place. Like, there's no, uh, like, a uh, modern day agora, right? Like, the public space meeting location for, like, the neighborhood or, or something like that and I just wish that more, more things would just be designed that way like if you walk out of student housing like in my previous student housing what you would see is a freaking park a plaza there would be like benches a sw- that could swing and two picnic tables that people could could chill at and there would be like one tiny strip of road for cars to come in and then past that would be like a little shop offices and, and stuff like that like yeah it, you could meet you could realistically walk out and have a place where you meet with people
0: that that is something that I miss Um, I mean I have some of that because I live in Denver but I mean um, that's something I miss from college like you could just walk outside a little bit from where we lived and then you could just go chill on like the side of the like student center basically
1: go down to the quad bro yeah go to the quad
0: (laughs) and like people were there and then you're just like someone's probably playing frisbee. Someone's got like a rope in between two trees, and they're trying to balance on it. Um, I,
1: we, I think we were practicing for ultimate frisbee, and there was always that one girl out there. Like, I guess she was practicing for her rave. She always had like hula hoops, the the, the glow stick hula hoops on. There, there was that one guy. There was that one guy who
0: had like glow hands, and he would like just be dancing in the cafeteria with his glow hands every day. And I will be honest. Day one, I saw this guy. I did not think he was very impressive. Day like 200, I saw this guy. This man's hands were lightning. Um, hey, he was practicing. He was but, developing uh, skills.
2: He was studying the gloves. Yeah,
0: he had. He had, but he had rave gloves. I mean, uh, rave gloves that he just wore every day. Um,
1: well, not not to be too much of a bummer, but we've been at this for over two hours. Boys. Yep,
0: I think it's a good time to end, Alex. Uh, thanks for. But I have on. I have one final rant. Please, one more Pablo rant.
2: I really feel like the loneliness of American society has contributed a lot to our inability to be able to organize politics with each other and, like, engage in civic things. And a lot of, like, the modern-day, like, diseased ideas that people have about, like what life is in other places you know like you have like conservatives that think that like cities are freaking like crime spree when like crime is like lower than ever like now that like people do not are not there to observe society directly they like depend on news outlets to be like told what society's like and, yeah, and they the can news outlets be are lied just to.
0: 24/7 news that it just are like hey someone died let's report on it
2: yeah, and if you're interacting it with with society on a daily basis, like directly with the masses directly, then then you know that that shit's just not true, or like you you at least have some personal experience with what the world is, or or, or other people and people who are different than you are like. Yeah. Uh, but yeah.
0: Anyways, we're gonna let you go, Alex. Thanks for coming. Uh, good at good talk. Uh, you're always welcome back. Uh, f- Excellent. Friend... It
1: was fun being here. Friend of the show, maybe
0: maybe you can be part of our chat goblins next time. Uh, Thank you, Duncan and Chris, for being uh, a source of some funny comments and inspiration for me a few times during the show. Uh, i
1: send you my invoice right
0: now. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm paying Alex $100,000 for this episode, so (laughs) Um, yeah. uh,